Welcome to the Market Beautifully Podcast, a show where I offer marketing advice for lady entrepreneurs who crave to crack the code when it comes to getting noticed or expanding their brand online. I'm your host, Haley, and I can't wait to chat with you about what I have planned for today's episode. Hey, hey, today is pretty exciting. I just want to let you in on that because I brought Raina on the show to talk about her strategic plan for getting more visible and having a purpose behind everything you are putting out, which she calls the vertical method. And oh my goodness, your jaw is seriously going to drop and you may feel like shooting a confetti gun because this episode is straight fire. I'm going to wait to let Raina explain the vertical method, but before we dive in, I wanted to say a quick thank you for listening to this podcast and sharing this podcast on Insta stories or in Facebook groups if you are. You have kept me so encouraged and there's no way that I could ever stop being so passionate about this podcast because I'm receiving the sweetest messages on Instagram and Facebook and I'm just so, so thankful. So thanks for being a listener, a fan, and providing all the feedback that you do. Okay, let's go talk to Raina now. I'm so excited for you to meet her. Hey, Raina. Welcome to the show, girl. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad you are here and we are getting to chat marketing today. I know this is going to be a blast and cannot wait to get into what you call the vertical method. Before we do, though, I would love to hear your backstory and how you have established such an awesome brand online. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, so we started a couple of years ago, two years ago in this past April, and I was actually a social worker and a wedding planner before that, so kind of a weird history, and I think a lot of people in my audience kind of relate to, I don't really know what I'm doing, and (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, and um I feel like my coaching business is actually finally the the most grown up I've ever been <laughs> and feel like I'm actually landed on something that I'm really passionate about and uh-huh. feel like I'm making a difference and impact. So Raina & Co. is the life and business success coaching practice for creative entrepreneurs who are right-brained and heart-centered. And we help people who have lots of big picture ideas, but like can't they're they're like constantly spinning their wheels like I want to do all the things and so we what we help them do is focus on what's most important distill it down to like the the things that are most important so that they can become the go-to expert in their industry and um we do that through group coaching programs through one-on-one through courses and products and stuff like that and retreats and workshops which which has been like a new addition and super duper fun that Uh, does sound fun yeah, it's been a lot of like new learning for me uh-huh. and um, bringing in my kind of event experience from the past. But also, um, I am a co-host of the Creative Empire podcast with Christina Scalera, and we get to talk to cool entrepreneurs there too. So it's I'm I love podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> so oh, I'm excited yeah. to be here. Oh yeah. So how did what was the switch and the transition look like? You went from social worker and wedding planner to now this. What did that transition look like? Yeah, so I've talked about this quite a bit, but it was basically <laughs> that I had a kid and okay. my my kid maternity leave transition back to work, we ended up moving further away from my job. So I was commuting about two hours each way, which was insane to do with a kid. Um, And there were just a couple days where my son was screaming in the backseat. I had to drop him off at, you know, at his daycare and he was just not a happy camper. So (laughs) I kind of decided um, with a lot of leeway for my, you know, my team and my stuff back at work, but I told them, you know, I don't think I can do this for very much longer. So I gave them about five months after I came back and um, 
yeah, decided that I was just going to quit cold turkey. (laughs) Didn't have an exit plan, didn't really know what what was next, except for that we had saved up and we had like a budget and figured out all the money stuff. And then also I had figured out that in the wedding planning side, I really liked the the growing of other creatives businesses, but Uh I didn't, I didn't have a business for that. I had a business for wedding planning. So I was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. But um, basically, I quit wedding planning as well. And I thought that there was going to be something more coming. Um, and I didn't think it was entrepreneurship again, but <laughs> here I am. <laughs> nice. Well, that's awesome. So I know we are going to be talking about a strategic method to becoming more visible online, which I love. Um, you have what you call the vertical method. Let's just start with what you think a vertical is. Like, how, how do you explain that? Yeah, this is such a visible, like a, a, like I like to think of it in terms of like a visual branding board. But so mm-hmm. for for okay. people listening, it might be a little bit complicated. So we have a freebie for you in case you want to actually see it. Mm-hmm. But um, what I see when people pitch me on the podcast, pitch me as Rain and Co for our blog, whenever there's an opportunity to collaborate on content, right. I see that people are making a lot of mistakes, and so. This is the method that I use for myself. It's the way that I teach my clients to do it, especially if they're feeling a little bit um, disorganized or confused about how to, you know, leverage the content they already have. Mm -hmm. This is what I teach. So basically the vertical method is um, figuring out what are the most important content areas in your business. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of those content experts. I'm not, you know, like that's not my business at all, but here is the way that I look at that visibility. Right. When you have specific content areas that you are going to get really good at, people know you for, you're going to talk about the same three to five things, right? Right. You're not going to talk about, um, when you're talking about, uh, marketing, you're not going to be talking about chocolate, Right. (laughs) Or changing tires. That's not going to be the examples that you're going to give. And so when you get really, really clear on what's most important in the messaging that you do, it's going to be so much easier to go and be visible, go and uh, draw that audience back into something you're doing, Mm -hmm. give them something more important to them, and then ultimately, hopefully be able to sell them, right, and bring them back into your audience. So two things. One is that I think visibility doesn't have to be this way where you just like, oh, I got visible, I got visible, but nothing happens. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. And then the second thing is, I think people make funnels to be so confusing. And this is like the most simple funnel method I've ever seen. Um, Perfect. So basically, it's a grid. (laughs) It is, um, you know, a three by six grid or a five by six grid, whatever the, the grid size is across is whatever, however many verticals you have. So essentially, a vertical is kind of like if you had an old timey newspaper, right? One section would be business, one section would be sports, one section would be, I don't know, entertainment or something like that. So those are the categories in your business that you talk about, right? So each one has a column in in this grid. And then the different levels So from the top, you're going from free, free, free content, no opt in, Mm kind of like this podcast, you're giving a ton of value. You're getting to know me, you're getting to know Haley, whatever it is, right? That's the free stuff. Second tier is free with an opt in. So what are the things that you're giving value with, but in exchange for something really simple, like an email address spot in your email, that's, you know, that's an investment of your space. So that's the second tier. And then the third tier is a tripwire product or some people call it a seed product, something Mm -hmm. that's in the neighborhood of like $20, $30. Super simple to buy, not really complicated. And then further and further down, it's the higher end offers. Right. Right. It's kind of intuitive because it's lower on the the Mm -hmm. chart, but whatever. Um, 
And then these are they these can be the one-on-one products, the the things that you maybe your coaching services or your design services that take a little bit more time, or they can be you know higher end e-courses or something in between right. the thirty dollar and however many dollars. Um, right. So it just kind of breaks it up so that you know going from the top of the funnel what the steps are. Mm-hmm. what the steps are that people will see, and it organizes it for you. So say, for instance, you write a blog post about, I don't know, the design components and color, right? You're going to lead them into something that makes sense for that. Like, here's a color wheel that you should use when branding every time or something. Right. And then leading them into a product, leading them into a even bigger product that's a little bit more involved. And then here's the catch I think that people miss and also translates into the visibility piece. Somebody else has written a similar article. Somebody has written or talked about the similar concept that you have just written about, right? Mm -hmm. But what is your unique spin to this particular vertical? So what are the philosophies? What are your beliefs? What are some of the things that piss you off about that industry, right? What are the things that um, you don't believe that's kind of the status quo of your industry? Mm -hmm. These are the things that kind of go into the philosophy category or the secret sauce, whatever you want to call it. But it's basically your stamp on that particular topic, right? So you're going to do this with every single column, every single vertical. And for mine, not every box is filled in. And this is the magic of entrepreneurship is that we don't have to have everything figured out at the beginning. That you can have, yep, one opt-in, one blog post that leads to that opt-in, and then maybe a service or maybe a a small product. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have it perfect. And I think that when you start organizing it this way, you can start seeing, okay, here I have a lot of content, but nothing that it's leading to, or I have a lot of um, uh, products, but I don't have anything that's leading into that product. So it's kind of a simple way to audit the the kind of work that you're doing. Yeah, I love that you mentioned the tripwire, because that's such an important, you know, addition to your sales funnel. And I think a lot of people underestimate it, because they're like, why would I don't not making a lot of money off that? Why is it so important? And it's all about building trust to that end offer talking about the coaching package or that high service, you know, high, high end course. That's what I'm trying to get at high end course. You know, if you're building all this trust, you're, you're free tier, and then you're free with opt in, and then your tripwire. Well, now they've purchased with you. Now they're a customer. And that just changes the whole psychology of it. That switches their mindset of they're, they're just so much more connected to your brand than they would have been with just that free opt-in. So, you know, for $9 or $18 with such a low-end offer, well, you now have a new customer and it's a lot easier to market to those that have already bought things from you, even if it's just a $5 product, than it is to someone that's just opted into your email list and hasn't bought anything from you yet. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the people who have already bought from you have already bought into your business model to you, right? Mm -hmm. And so the know, like, and trust is already kind of there. And as long as that product does what it says it's going to do, they're going to buy again. They're going to be more inclined to pay attention to you than anybody else um, or, you know, your direct competitors, so to speak. And um, I think, yeah, it just sets you apart from other people that they might be following. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so then our next step, now that we have a basic understanding of the the vertical and your map and your grid, what does that process look like of figuring out what your vertical should be? Yeah, so here's what I would say. If you have already started writing content, um, if you've already sort of 
started putting together blog posts or um, tested out some ideas, you already kind of know what people want, right? Mm -hmm. You have a particular skill set and you have a particular lens and those verticals will probably fall somewhere in there. The tendency I see is that people will want to make the, the vertical really wide, like encompass more than what it actually should. I think narrowing it down is actually very helpful um, so that you actually become the expert in that thing. So just think about who, okay, when somebody reaches out to you, what do you want them to ask you about, right? What is it that you right. want to be known for, Um and we have to create up more and more opportunities for that. And so if you're not really clear on what those topics are, no one else is going to be you know, clear on what those topics are either, yeah. which is why the verticals are really, really important. Um, yeah. So tell me your original question again, because I don't think I answered it quite right. No, you, yeah, I think you did. It was just how do you figure out which verticals that you should do in your business? So, you know, you're yeah. saying figure out what people are asking you, what are you known for, and then go from there. And, you know, you're saying pick three to five verticals, right? Yeah, pick three. Yeah. I would say, like, if you're newer, pick, like, one to three. And then if yeah, you have okay. a couple more, that's okay. But I don't want you to get so wide that you are talking about so many kind of disparate things. Um, another thing, too, is – when you are starting, like you said, Haley, like knowing what people are asking for is really important. Just because I want to write about, you know, this uh, life coachy stuff, that might not be what my audience wants. Yeah. And so I might have to hone it down and give them what they want and also maybe include the stuff that, that I find is really important for them too, right. kind of like tucked in, um, but not necessarily like that's the most important thing for them because it's not. Right. Um, so I think the things that do best are things that are very tactical, things that you can apply immediately and get quick wins from. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I see a lot of blog posts out there that aren't step-by-step -step, and they're just one really long blog post. I mean, they break it up into paragraphs, but a lot of the content that's going to draw people in, you just have to put a few more seconds into it by breaking it up with headlines and more step-by-step, -step, like you said, tactical advice. I like that you said that. For sure. Yeah, I think, too, um, this is not related to um, <laughs> content organizing necessarily, but we always think about um, our graphics and how they translate into the marketing as well. Because mm -hmm. if, if somebody doesn't want to click on it, it's probably because it looks boring, <laughs> right? And yeah. um, we put a lot of time and effort into making it really appealing for people and mm -hmm. to feel like it's really um, something that they would find to be really interesting. And I don't know if you've talked about this yet, but um, we like to use the co-schedule headline analyzer. Um, it's a cool tool. So yes. you just Google co-schedule headline analyzer and I think it pops up and it gives you a score of like how how SEO optimized is it? Is it mm -hmm. is somebody actually going to click on this and gives you a grade? So I find it to be a really cool tool. Oh, yes. Yeah. We talked about that in episode four with the headlines and I'm, that's a fantastic tool. Um, it, I love that it gives you a grade. It makes it so easy. <laughs> and then it'll tell you exactly what to fix or, you know, where to go from there, which is good too. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get like 40s. I was like, I am a terrible headline writer, but I've gotten better now that I've learned some of the tips and tricks. So don't feel bad if you get like a 30 or 40. Yeah, the no. Beginning. It's good to know and then tweak it. Okay. So now we have our list of main verticals. Um, so we've chosen one to three. I think one to three is a good range. 
um, on to actually organizing them. So take us through the steps on what it looks like to kind of organize them and take action on making that happen. Yeah, so this actually started um, when I had a giant flip chart paper. It's like one of those post-its that you post on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started writing, here are the things that I typically am known for. Here are the things that I might have opinions about, right? And it wasn't organized. It felt really crazy. And I was like, okay, okay, I need to organize some of this. So I started pulling them into content areas. Like, here are the things that I like to talk about most. Here are the things that my clients need most. Um, And then I kind of created categories from there. It was really trial and error. And then after that, I was like, okay, so this, how does this fit into our funnel? How does this fit into the products that we have? And I realized that some of the products that we had didn't actually make sense for our verticals. So that was a good audit, right? right. It kind of like sits off to the side. Like it, it's something that I'm passionate about, but maybe not necessarily part right. of our verticals. And that's okay. So like just knowing that is fine. But once you organize it, I have it in a, um, I have it in a um, post-it sheet of paper in front of me, but also I have translated it to Trello. Um, and I'm happy to yep. share that with you. And I have that um, swipe file. It's pretty. <laughs> um, and then you can send that to your team or send that to your marketing person um, and they can start helping you fill it in. And um, also, it I think on top of just seeing it, it allows you to organize all of the content. So mm-hmm. here's blog post one, here's blog post two, here's what I've written about this, and here's a one opt-in for this one thing. Um, and I think a lot of the a lot of people get confused about opt-ins and content upgrades and all of that stuff. I don't think it needs to be that complicated. It's mm-hmm. basically the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But if you have a lot of different content upgrades, you want to know which vertical it falls into so right. that if in case you write another blog post that's sort of rem- remotely related, you can refer back to that and not create something from scratch. Right. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of how I started organizing it. And I would say we've done it really piecemeal. We've done, you know, here's one thing that I want to create. So everything that's in a post-it form is stuff that I want to create. Everything that's already on the sheet of paper is already done. So it kind of like helps me track, okay, this is still in progress. And then this is what's, what's coming up. I like that. And I like how, you know, you talked about making sure the content fit in the verticals because let's say you have three verticals and that's three different products at the end of the vertical. Well, now you know what types of content to write that will lead into that product. That way you're not just writing content to write content, which is a good thing to do. You want to put a lot of content out into the world, but you have content with a purpose now and that's a lot stronger and a lot more beneficial for your business to be a profitable business. If you yeah, for that. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think too, sometimes what I see is I hear people saying stuff like, oh my gosh, I have to publish my blog post today. And I'm like, have you written it? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, what are you going to write about? And so, right, when you have these verticals, it's so much easier to know, like, here are some ideas that I have that fall into this particular vertical Mm -hmm. because I'm going to launch this thing. It's already very, very intentional. And instead of having to feel like you need to make stuff up on the fly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. Writing blog posts with intention. So is there some do's and don'ts whenever it comes to this that you've seen? I would say do's. Um, make sure that you are thinking ahead, right? And thinking mm-hmm. about what you want to create in the future or what your audience is asking for. Um don't do all the things at once. <laughs> Feel like you have to fill in all of those squares 
right now. Um, I think that when I've shown it to clients, they're like, well, how do I do all of that? I'm like, you don't. Um, you really just become strategic in terms of, okay, this is the content area that I'm going to focus on this quarter. Mm -hmm. So say, for instance, you have three verticals, but Q1, you're only spending on one of those verticals. Mm -hmm. Q2, you're spending on one, the second vertical. And then the last one, you're spending on the third vertical. It doesn't have to necessarily be that way. But if your brain works like that, you could right. totally do it that way. Um, my friend Lacey Craig, she's another coach. She is a content expert. And she what she does is she takes those basically verticals or content areas, and she recycles them every single week. So in each month, she's talking about all of her categories. So people are really immersed, know what you know, what she's known for these four or five categories, right. which is really cool. People are just very, they know her for this stuff and it's a different way of doing business. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so let's end with talking a bit about passive income and the idea of building a 100% total passive based business and how it relates to kind of what we're talking about with the vertical method. Yeah. Um, I think, most people are not ready for passive income. <laughs> um, and That's a this fantastic is, point. Uh, this is why I believe that. And actually, we're doing a, a workshop called the VIP Intensive, Your Path to Passive Income. And it's because we need to create that path before we do the passive income thing. Mm -hmm. um, so some of those things are learning what those marketing strategies are, like we're talking right. about, um, creating um, the funnels for the things that you want to create. How are people coming in and how are you generating those leads? How are you nurturing the people you already yep. have on your list, right? I'm kind of like word vomiting all the things, but I think that if you don't have all of those pieces, it's going to be really disappointing when you launch that thing. It is. Uh, so one of the things that I did the, towards the beginning of my business when I had probably less than, I want to say 2,000 people on my list, I was able to sell a one-on-one -on -one coaching program and sell it out. But a passive income product, I only sold two of, right? And so it's kind of a lesson of, okay, just because you create it doesn't mean you're going to sell a lot of it. And sometimes doing selling your non-passive income might be more lucrative and, um, and profitable. So for the people who are ready, who are, you know, gearing up towards that passive product, just really think about how you're nurturing the people who are coming in mm -hmm. and getting fresh blood into your pipeline and making sure that those people are really delighted with the things that you're offering them. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that a lot of people aren't ready for passive income because there is that idea around passive income that it's passive. You know, you don't have to work a lot, which is somewhat true in a way because you typically only have to make the product once and then you could sell a million copies of it, theoretically. But it is also the fact that you do have to work, you do have to nurture. There's so much to it just to bring people up to the point of, okay, yeah, I'll buy this. Yeah, for sure. And I think that what I just said is probably going to trigger people and they're going to be like, no, I'm going to do that on my own. And that's totally cool. Like oh, yeah. if you're going to, if you're going to sell passive, go for it. Mm -hmm. I just don't want people to be like, I, people told me that I can do passive and I know that I can do right. passive, but then something fails. And then they're like, well, somebody lied to me. Right. And right. that's my unpopular belief that I think a lot of people are not ready for passive. Right. It's kind of controversial. People don't want to hear that. But at the same time, I think that there are a lot of strategies to put in place so that you can be ready yes, and yes. be super pro uh, proactive, like putting your content streams together to know where your people are going. And what I also see people doing is when they put those um, passive income products 
uh, together, they're not doing the post-nurturing process so that those people can Mm -hmm. buy again and again and again for you. Mm -hmm. So if you're kind of prematurely putting something out, you might just lose those sales that you could get on the back end of that sale. So just a couple different things to consider. I think people get really overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just like thinking and being really, really intentional about where you're putting your time and effort. I think passive income is marketed as a short-term game and passive income is actually a long-term game. Passive income is all about nurturing, community, audience, and building trust. That is four main ingredients to successful passive income business and those take time. It's not something that you can whip up an Instagram account and all, all of a sudden have a really active engaged audience or you know whip up a Facebook group and automatically have 7,000 super active members. Like those take sometimes years to develop. So in and I always if I have a client that I'm coaching I always say What is something that you can sell today? Even if it's a service, even if it's a product, like a physical, or not a physical product, a um, digital product, like a, Mm -hmm. a printable that you could sell. What is something that you can get out today and sustain yourself while you're building up your audience so that you can in the future have passive income? Um, And if you already have an audience, then that's a different story. But yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that. I totally see that. When I was starting my coaching business and I had a lot of clients who were at that place, they're like, I have this idea for a course. I'm like, great, tell me about it. And they're like, I want 25 people to get into this thing and it's this $5,000 thing. I'm like, cool, that's great. How are you going to sell that? And they're like, on Instagram. I'm like, how many people do you have on your list? They're like, five. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you're probably not going to be able to sell that many. And so I like your point about like, go earn the money so that Mm -hmm. you can create like have the time to build all the things that you need. Um, And also think about those people as like research, I don't know, lab rats, I guess. They're like, you're you're being paid to do research with those people. Um, So I don't take that lightly. I find that to be super rewarding that Mm -hmm. you get to actually test something with people who will actually give you feedback, right? And so beta clients are great. You know, um, one-on-one clients are great. I think that you honing your craft is always a good thing. So mm-hmm. I think of those people as um, those people for me were such a gift. And I think that um, they allowed me to learn quicker. And yep. um, they're, you know, stepping stone is the wrong word because I don't want to feel like they're I'm stepping on them at all. But they were the the their feedback was the way that I grew as quickly as I did. Um, another thing too, passive income is, has a misnomer, like you said. And I think, I think of it in terms of leveraged income. So when you launch something that's not necessarily passive, but maybe allows you to go from one to one to one to many, right? It's not, it could be a group program, right? Or a retreat. So I, I launched the retreat and has gone really well and we'll probably do it again, but stuff like that. It's, it's not just one-to-one anymore. You're taking what you already know and turning it into a different kind of an experience where you can still deliver on results and you can do it at one time. And um, yeah, so I think you just have to get creative. Everyone says passive income products, AKA printable, AKA, I don't know, ebook, AKA course. But I think if you get really creative, you'll actually find that you like delivering results or delivering content Mm -hmm. in a totally different way than what's in the box. Right. Well, thanks for sharing this. Seriously, you are such a rock star. And I would love for you to tell people where they can hang out with you online. 
Sure thing. So you can find me at reinaandco.com. So it's R-E-I-N-A-A-N-D-C-O.com slash vertical. Um, and you can find the verticals method. And I think it's vertical or verticals. I can't remember what we'll I said. <laughs> okay, put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and it'll give you the Trello board that you can just swipe and you can make sure that you plug in your own stuff. I think that I, you know, the the people that have shown me their backend for that is it's really really cool. So if you organize yours in the verticals method and you want to ping me on Instagram or whatever, I would love to see it and I always give feedback. So awesome! Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I love talking to you. This was such a fun topic. Thanks so much for having me. 